You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Advances in Medical Imaging, a program discussing the latest innovations in clinical radiology and imaging technologies. Your host is Dr. Beverly Hashimoto, ultrasound section head of Virginia Mason Medical Center in Seattle, Washington. Thyroid ultrasound has become extremely sensitive, so now we can detect nodules only a few millimeters in size. Since about 10% of these nodules can be cancerous, this technology seems like a good trend. However, is this technology leading to overtreating the disease? So this leads us to the topic, thyroid ultrasound, boom or bust. Welcome to Advances in Medical Imaging. I'm Dr. Beverly Hashimoto, your host, and with me today is Dr. John Cronin. Dr. Cronin is professor and chairman of the Department of Radiology at Rhode Island Hospital and Brown University Medical School, Providence, Rhode Island. Today, we are discussing the medical implications of thyroid ultrasound. Thank you, Dr. Cronin, for speaking with us today. You're welcome. You had a wonderful editorial article in the journal Radiology reviewing a study about thyroid nodules. And I have seen a great increase in thyroid nodules in my laboratory. Is this increase a national trend? Beverly, it's absolutely a trend that everyone is seeing. I think most of us who perform ultrasound encountered a few thyroid ultrasounds a week approximately 10 years ago. And now it's become a major element in our practice. And not just the performance of the ultrasound for screening or looking for nodules, but the whole level of biopsying nodules has been created. And we're doing this so that it occupies almost a third of my ultrasound practice now versus, as I said, 10 or 15 years ago, where it probably wouldn't even be 5%. Well, is this because of improvement in technology, or is there a change in the prevalence of the disease? No, I don't think the prevalence has changed at all. If you look at when the increase in the detection of thyroid nodules occurred, it's pretty much synchronous with the utilization of ultrasound to screen the thyroid. And there was a wonderful article by Davies and Welch in JAMA in 2007, and they had looked at the increasing incidence of thyroid cancer in the United States from 73 to 2002, and they were startled by the incidence changing from 3.6 per 100,000 in 73 to 8.7 per 100,000 in 2002. And the most recent numbers, which I was just able to get a hold of in the last week or two, show it's now 12.5 per 100,000. So we've gone from 3.6 to 12.5. Now, you might initially say, well, maybe there's been some epidemic. The only epidemic is the use of technology. These nodules were there before, but they were only diagnosed pre-ultrasound by palpation. And by putting the ultrasound transducer on the patient, we are detecting nodules below the size of palpation. In the article by Davies and Welch, they showed that the entire increase in the incidence of thyroid cancer in the United States was due to papillary cancers and due to cancer detection of nodules below 2 centimeters, i.e. below the detection level of the physical examination. So it's a disease incidence and prevalence that we've created by turning on the ultrasound machines and finding this and then proceeding to biopsy and treat these 
we've never even addressed the issue, are we doing any good here or are we creating more harm? Well, now you specifically differentiated this treatment of palpable thyroid nodules from non-palpable. Is there a difference in the way these nodules should be treated? Well, that's a very good question, but I sort of stick to the point that if you're taking the differentiated thyroid cancer, the papillary, it is so ubiquitous in the population that previously, before ultrasound, it was never found until it was palpated. And in that incident, we still had a disease which is absolutely well controlled, dealing with a 30-year survival of approximately 95 98%. It has an extraordinarily good prognosis. So why would you get more aggressive for this and try to go after all the smaller non-palpable lesions? And I think we've done it because we can. Because we have ultrasound, we can look. There are many studies which have questioned whether even thyroid nodules are almost part of the normal life cycle. I mean, it's, studies have shown that 50 to 60% of people have a thyroid nodule. And a very famous study published in Cancer in 1985 talked about the incidence of thyroid cancer in incidentally detected in thyroids. And they took a group of young patients who had expired mainly because of trauma, and they sectioned the thyroid glands at 2 to 3 millimeters. And out of 100 patients, they found 36 micropapillary carcinomas. These are the same wow. nodules you referred to earlier as the 2 and 3 millimeter nodules, which are now attacking. And the article by a man named Harish in, in Cancer in 85 raised the issue, is this a, quote, normal finding in a population? And that's cancer, not even nodules. And the point people have made since then, if you were to section the thyroid more finely than 2 to 3 millimeters, would he have found more than 36% of his population? So I've been contesting that we are just looking for trouble here. Papillary cancers have manifested themselves well by palpation, treated absolutely well, extraordinary survival levels. I mean, other than skin cancers, no other cancer has a higher survivability rate. Much of our confusion and the hysteria about thyroid cancers comes because anaplastic thyroid cancer is a thyroid cancer, but it's very, very rare. And we know that has a very, very bad prognosis. But the cases of the deaths per year in the United States, almost 70% of the deaths from thyroid cancer in the United States are due to anaplastic cancer. And they're almost uniformly fatal within a year. So papillaries don't kill people. They're annoying, and finding them has never been proven that by just operating and getting involved with them, you've improved the prognosis one iota. There was a fascinating article by a man named Ito, took a series of patients from Japan, and he was able to get 160 patients with papillary thyroid cancer, less than one centimeter in size, biopsy proven, and they agreed not to be operated on. And he followed them for five years, and he had a similar group of patients who were operated on, and he followed them for five years. And what do you think he found? Well, it's shocking. 70% of the lesions that he had known was thyroid cancer, papillary thyroid cancer, actually stayed the same or got smaller. Only 1% of the patients actually developed any cervical lymph nodes. And the group of patients that had been operated on, so they had a thyroidectomy performed, 
5% of those patients subsequently had to go back because they developed lymph nodes. So the patients who were ignored, in the polite way of putting it, did much better in these small micropapillary cancers. And that's the kind of information we need to do in a bigger study, because right now there's a hysteria attacking the tsunami of thyroid nodules, and we've got clinicians thinking it's the biggest healthcare epidemic sweeping the country, and calling up, asking us, can't you get the patient in sooner for a biopsy? I mean, we schedule patients out approximately a week. We have clinicians sometimes calling us saying, the patient's so nervous, can't you get them in today or tomorrow? And I don't think we're doing a service to anybody. Well, that's extremely interesting. It's certainly similar to my experience. For those of you who are just joining us, you're listening to Advances in Medical Imaging on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. Beverly Hashimoto, and I'm speaking with Dr. John Cronin, professor and chairman of radiology at Brown University Medical School, and we are discussing the medical implications of thyroid ultrasound. So, John, now looking at your discussion, then is having better equipment improving our ability to detect thyroid cancer? Beverly, I think that's one of the problems. Both of us are old enough to remember when a 10 megahertz transducer was like the highest frequency you could possibly have. And now we have 16 megahertz transducers, which you can routinely use. They allow much better detection. And the idea on a routine study of seeing several three, two millimeter nodes in the thyroid is almost a daily occurrence, something that was impossible to see only, I think, five or six years ago. So the technology is allowing us to see smaller nodules and creating the same issues because the clinicians and the patients do not understand that why at a particular size level do you not get involved. I think people make the association with breast carcinoma and mammography that screening in the breast has clearly been proven to improve women's lives and decrease the incidence of cancer deaths. That proof has never been carried out with the thyroid. So basically what you're saying, because I have noticed that great similarity as well, because I think it's easy to confuse. Sonographically, a lot of the signs of thyroid cancer sound actually a lot like breast cancer. That is the taller than wide, the speculated margin. And so what you're saying then is that unlike breast cancer, thyroid cancer detection doesn't really improve survivorship. Is that correct? That's correct. I think there's absolutely no proof that we've made any impact on survivorship. And frankly, I think we've done a disservice to many patients because when we get the patients in and we do the biopsy, and if we find a papillary cancer at 10 millimeters or 11 millimeters, it's a binary process with the endocrine surgeon. The patient's going to have a total thyroidectomy. And next thing you know, they get radioiodine. In their mind, they're now a cancer victim. The patient is stuck taking a thyroid supplement every day of the rest of their life and has to keep coming back for surveillance, looking for recurrence. So it's a major impact. And you would wonder, if we stuck to just doing physical examination and palpation, would we be better off? Particularly in view of the fact that we know that from the Finland study, Papillary thyroid cancer may be an extraordinarily common finding in the general population. Well, now, in terms of the palpable nodule, then, do you still see a role for ultrasound, for example, those clinicians who feel a palpable nodule and decide to biopsy it that way? Well, I think that, you know, there's a very good use to have ultrasound when you do the biopsy because 
the literature is replete with reports of false negative biopsies. When you look at those articles, they're all done when the person who's doing non-ultrasound guided biopsy, where I think it's easy to miss even a palpable nodule. So ultrasound is very useful when you're actually doing the biopsy. So I do think it has a role in that particular scenario. Well, thanks, Dr. John Cronin, professor and chairman of radiology at Brown University Medical School, who has been our guest in a very interesting discussion about the medical implications of thyroid ultrasound. I'm Dr. Beverly Hashimoto. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Advances in Medical Imaging. For more details on this week's show or to download the segment, visit us at ReachMD.com. Thank you for listening.